on today's episode, High Intensity Strength Workouts for Runners. Welcome to the Run Smarter Podcast, the podcast helping you overcome your current and future running injuries by educating and transforming you into a healthier, stronger, smarter runner. If you're like me, running is life, but more often than not, injuries disrupt this lifestyle. And once you are injured, you're looking for answers and met with bad advice and conflicting messages circulating the running community. The world shouldn't be like this. You deserve to run injury-free and have access to the right information. That's why I've made it my mission to bring clarity and control to every runner. My name is Brody Sharp. I am a physiotherapist, a former chronic injury sufferer, and your podcast host. I am excited that you have found this podcast and by default become the Run Smarter Scholar. So let's work together to overcome your injury, restore your confidence, and start spreading the right information back into your running community. So let's begin today's lesson. hope you guys enjoyed Brady and his two parts over the last week talking about heart health and cardiovascular health. Um, I've received a fair bit of feedback from that already. Uh, You might have also seen last week on social media, on Facebook and on the um, Run Smarter Facebook group and on social media, on Instagram that I was uh, created a, a post to ask for my very first Run Smarter higher. Um, I'm looking for a YouTube editor. And if you guys, just as a bit of an update for, you know, the podcast, the business itself moving forward into this year, once this book is out or once I've, I no longer have to commit so many hours to the book, um, I'll then be switching gears and shifting my focus towards a YouTube channel and releasing that. And so now that I have, uh, now that the business is moving along quite nicely, I think I need to start treating it more like a business. And so I think hiring someone who can do a way better job at editing videos than I can and taking some time away from what would be me editing on my own, I think it's a, a wise move just to get some help. And so decided to reach out to the followers and to you and see if anyone has or has interest or knows someone who has interest. And I've already got a a list of about five or six people who are interested. So um, thanks for everyone who helped me out there. I'll hopefully find the perfect fit and then it just leads to greater content, more engaging, more entertaining um, on the end when you start watching it and start um, subscribing to the YouTube channel. We'll see how that progress goes and I'll obviously keep you updated. Very excited about my first hire and um, yeah, I think delegating and taking some um, some tasks off my, my hands and onto someone who can do it better is probably a wise move. We're going to talk about high intensity strength workouts today and like a couple of examples like in this list, I've got five workouts that I um, recommend and I think before we dive into that, um, just a bit of a recap, episode 73 of the podcast, um, the title was which strength method will improve my running performance. And I went through a paper and that within that episode just discussed the results of that paper. 
if you guys remember, there was three particular intervention groups. There was, they took um, a bunch of runners, separated them into three groups. One was going through heavy strength training plus, plus power training. And they called that complex training. So it was pretty much heavy, but also some plyometric and power stuff in there as well. That was group number one. Group number two was just doing heavy stuff. So it almost removed the power plyometric element from group one. And then three was endurance. And in what I liked about that was the dosages were manipulated. So it was almost like the same time under tension or the same workload per within each group. They had like the same kind of workload, just higher reps for the endurance group. Um, they manipulated the sets and reps for the, the heavy strength in groups one and two, just to allow for group one adding in power and plyometric training and the you can delve in you can listen to that episode again like i said it was episode 73 if you wanted to listen to it um, but they concluded they said in conclusion we found that compared to strength endurance training combining eight weeks of complex training or heavy strength training with running throughout the week resulted in enhanced effects of the one rm strength running economy, maximum sprint speed, and a 5K time trial running performance in well-trained male distance runners. So they found that if you did the same amount of running in every single group, consistent with their running, give them some either heavy strength training or heavy strength training and power, then they will fare better, their running will improve compared to those who do the same amount of running, but do endurance exercises in their resistance training. So high reps and low weights. So that's why I'm a big advocate for heavy strength training and why a lot of these podcasts and a lot of the people that I interview are advocates for strength training as well. Um, In addition, they said that the complex training, so the strength plus power, plyometric, that sort of stuff, is an efficient method to combine the advantages of heavy strength and plyometric exercises at the same time. So they used um, their particular workout. They'd do like a squat for a set, but then do like box jumps for the second set. So they're kind of combining heavy strength and also plyometrics within the same workout. So the paper said that in addition, the complex uh, um, the complex training is an efficient method to combine the advantages of heavy strength and plyometric ex- exercises at the same time, exhibiting greater improvements in terms of reactive strength and improvements in running economy at 16 kilometers per hour is what they they found in that study. Um, so I haven't really done much work. I've done a couple of episodes on plyometrics. I know I did a, a patron episode on plyometrics as well. But um, implementing it into your your strength training and implementing it into your week can be quite nice if we you know have some ideas of strength training or um, workouts that you can do that implement these certain things. Um, my stance on it is if you if you don't if you're limited on time, you can always everyone should always do the slow heavy stuff. Don't um, like do your running throughout the week, but the endurance side of things, um, leave that, leave the, your, your body to um, get better at endurance with your running. When you're in the gym, don't do endurance-based exercises like the low weights, 
high reps, like body weight calf raises, three sets of 30. Um, don't do those. Do your slow, heavy stuff. Every runner should be doing the slow, heavy stuff. Um, you can do that throughout 100% of your strength training. If you do that, then you're still reaching enough benefits. Um, but if you're looking to level up, if you're looking for variety, then I'd recommend adding in some plyometric and power training, high intensity sort of strength training, about 15% of your overall strength training. So like 75% would be the slow, heavy stuff and about 25% can be the, um, the power-based stuff. Uh, but like I say, you can get away with just doing 100% of the time doing the slow, heavy stuff if you wanted to. You'd still make enough gains, like the, the gains would be enough just to warrant still doing those. So today um, I have, like I said, five, I, five workouts. Some of my favorites and I've also, one of my clients is big on to doing workouts and I asked him for his favorites for runners um, and so he provided some of those and they're sometimes called like high intensity interval training, um, sometimes called WODs, which is more like a CrossFit sort of term. It's called, well, it stands for workout of the day. Um, so they're, they're, they're kind of WODs. And like I say, I've included some of my favorites and some of my clients' favorites. I would probably, because in the last, say, since I've had my gym, since we've moved to Rosanna and I've converted part of the house into a clinic. I do have this gym that since we've moved in, I've implemented some, some high intensity workouts and I'm doing it maybe like once or twice a week and really enjoying it, really enjoying the variety and sort of trying to better my times every time and seeing improvements. Because I think like if you wanted to do some plyometric exercises or trying to do some power-based exercises, it's very hard to motivate yourself to, I think the slow, heavy stuff for me, like doing squats, doing lunges, doing deadlifts, I just move into the gym and do those and move away. But if I was to do something power-based, I think I need a bit more motivation in the form of a workout and structuring it in the form of a workout is really nice because then, you know, it's a high intensity thing. You combine a few things together, your heart rate starts elevating and it's, it's, you can combine like short running efforts in there as well. And yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So that's why I thought I would follow the science as well as my opinion, as well as my, um, my own experiences to, to sort of formulate this episode. So we have five workouts. Just quickly chiming in here to let you scholars know, I have just updated my five day injury prevention challenge. This is one email per day for five days, learning new concepts and diving into the science on how you can reduce your risk of injury. The sign up link is in the show notes. So fill in your details and I'll be waiting for you in email number one tomorrow. Here that I'm gonna go through and we'll go through them one by one. Okay, I thought I'd start off with workout. The first workout, which is my personal favorite, I've probably done the most often. Um, and you only need a jump rope. Uh, a lot of these exercises, a lot of these five workouts that I have, there's not a lot of exercise equipment that you require, which is quite helpful. Um, so this involves six rounds of particular exercises that you sort of just do in the fastest time possible. So you, you might want to write these down or just pick one that you find particularly interesting and only write down the one, but it involves 
24 air squats. So you are just going to full depth squat and then back up as quickly as possible. Then you do skipping, which I do um, double unders. So every jump that you do, the rope passes underneath your feet twice, which is a little bit more common in CrossFit. Um, But you can just substitute that with single unders. So 24 squats, 24 double unders, and then 24 plyo lunges, which is just going down into a lunge, then jumping in the air, crossing your feet or swapping your feet and then landing back into a a lunge again. So you do that and then you run for 400 meters, which if you're doing this in the fastest time possible, your 400 meters should be quite quick. But after doing those three exercises, your legs are pretty gassed. So pretty high intense exercise, 24 squats, 24 double unders, 24 plyo lunges, 400 meter run. And you repeat that round six times and you try and see how, how quickly you can do it in. Um, I've just got it under 21 minutes and, you know, trying to better myself every time. Um, I think it's pretty nice to try and aim for under 24 minutes just because there's a whole bunch of 24s in there. So 24 squats, 24 double unders, 24 lunges, 400 meter run in under 24 minutes is uh, a pretty good goal to try and strive for, um, particularly if you're not really used to these particular exercises and you want to increase your fitness. I think that's a good like um, benchmark to try and aim for. So that's exercise workout number one. Um, exercise number two is similar sort of time frame. try and do it only about 20 minutes. Um, but if you do have equipment, so the first one was if you have about 20 minutes to, to do something and you only have a jump rope, this one, 20 minute workout if you have equipment because this involves some dumbbells, it involves a kettlebell and involves like some sort of jump box or plyo box that you have to jump up onto. I've done this a couple of times and it only goes for 20 minutes because this is what we call a 20 minute AMRAP, as many rounds as possible. So you're going through um, a particular workout as quickly as you can, as many circuits as you can within 20 minutes. And your overall score, overall time is how many rounds you complete. So there's three main exercises. There is a, um, a push press, which you're just, you have your dumbbells, um, you're holding onto one dumbbell each and they're resting on your shoulders. And then you just do like a, a quarter squat just to drive those dumbbells up towards the ceiling and you straighten up your arms. And so it's almost like a shoulder press, but you're just using your legs as a little bit of um, power to bring those dumbbells up and straighten out the arms. That is a push press. Then you have kettlebell swings. Most people are familiar with kettlebell swings. And then you have box jumps. You are doing 10 reps of each of those exercises. So 10 push press, 10 kettlebell swings, 10 box jumps, and then you just repeat that as often as you can. I just did this last week. Um, I usually do it probably every three weeks, I would say. And it's it's only three exercises. And you just move from one station to another and they're only, you know, it, you don't need a lot of space. I just, um, you can do it in a room that uh, only just has a box because the kettlebell and the dumbbells can just be placed neatly somewhere. Um, so you don't need a lot of space. And 
what weights you prescribe, I think is just like up to you. Um, I usually use 12 and a half kilos for the dumbbells. So I use a 24 kilo kettlebell and I jump 61 centimeters. That's one of the heights of my, um, my boxes, but I'd say go through it once and see, sort of judge yourself whether you want to up the weights yourself or whether it's too hard on one particular exercise. If you're doing your kettlebells pretty easily, if you're doing your box jumps pretty easily, but you're really struggling to complete those reps with the push press, then maybe the dumbbells are a bit too heavy. If there's one that's really too difficult within those three, then you might want to adjust. But complete that as many rounds as you can within 20 minutes, then you're done. Usually nice to do at the end of like a strength workout and if you've done all your slow, heavy stuff and you just um, want to do a bit more intensity, then this will be a nice workout for you. The third one I have just put here, if you are looking for pain, <laughs> then you can do this exercise. I have done this workout once and I'm scared to do it after that because I will end up doing it again, but I'm quite scared because it just kicked my butt. My legs were so sore afterwards. My glutes and my hamstrings were uh, had doms for about three to four days afterwards. Again, something I'm not, because it was something I wasn't used to, but it's, it's a tough one. It took me 40 minutes to do, and it's got four, uh, four exercises and you do five rounds of this. So the first exercise is 20 walking lunges with dumbbells, um, 30 box jumps, 30 box jumps takes a lot of time, uh, 20 wall balls. So again, another CrossFit sort of thing. You need a big kind of medicine ball and you do a full depth squat and then you launch the ball in the air and it touches the wall um, as high up on the wall as you can. And then it sort of comes back down, you catch it into a squat and then you just repeat that. So they're wall balls. You do 20 of those and then you do 15 push-ups. And I think I just modified it by putting in the push-ups because the actual exercise was... Um, handstand push-ups, which I'm not particularly good at. So sub that out and put in push-ups instead. So 20 walking lunges. So that'd be 10 on each side, 30 box jumps, 20 wall balls, 15 push-ups. And you're doing that um, for five rounds as quick as you can. And it took me 40, 40 minutes. And with a lot of break in between those rounds, I was really gassed. And like I said, I was really struggling afterwards, a lot of doms afterwards, and I'll try and get back there and better my time. Okay, going on to workout number four and workout number five was from my client who is big with his wads and recommended these two. Um, I have the first one, number four, I have in my to-do list. I want to try it out just to see how it goes um, and haven't really worked at number five yet, but Number four only requires dumbbells. So a lot of people at home, if they've just got a, um, a setup at home with minimalist equipment, most people have dumbbells and that's all you require. So you go through, there's three main movements or three main exercises. There are lateral skaters, which you can just YouTube these. Um, you take a side jump to one side and land in a single leg squat or land in a, a, with a bent knee to sort of soften that load. And then you launch yourself to the other side. So you're doing lateral jumps and single leg landing on each side. And you do that 30 times. Then you do 20 air squats and 10 dumbbell snatches. Now this is a 
the dumbbell snatches is something you might need a little bit of practice with. If again, you can YouTube it. It is essentially squatting down and picking up a dumbbell from the floor just with one hand. And then as you come up from that squat, you bring the dumbbell up above your head and up towards the ceiling. Then you bring it back down, you swap hands. So when the dumbbell's on the floor, swap hands over, come back up out of that squat and bring it up above your head. Requires a little bit of um, coordination and a little bit of technique. So YouTube it, get used to that movement before you actually do it in a workout. But so you have those three movements and then you have these running intervals in between. So you actually start with a 600 meter run. Then you do your 30 skaters, 20 air squats, 10 snatches. Then do when the first run was 600 meters. Now the next one is doing 400 meters. Then when you do the 400 meters, you go back into 30 lateral skaters, 20 air squats, 10 dumbbell snatches, and then you finish the workout with a 200 meter run. So you start with 600 meters, then 400 meters, then 200 meter run with those three exercises sandwiched in between those. And my client said, very hard to do in under 10 minutes, kind of like a, a challenge for you guys to do. And Again, only 10 minutes to kill. If you've only got 10 minutes and want to give yourself a pretty hard workout, then that's a really nice one to do and don't require a lot of equipment. Um, so yeah, give it a try. I know I'll give it a try sooner rather than later and uh, let you know how I go. The final workout that I have here is a, another AMRAP, so as many rounds as possible. And you do it for nine minutes. So only nine minutes is required and there's no equipment required. It is 20 mountain climbers. So you're kind of in a push-up position and you just alternate driving one knee up to your chest and then to the other. So you're kind of like, it's kind of like in a, a running action, uh, but just driving your knees up to your chest while you're in a push-up position. Then 10 air squats and then a 200 meter run. That's the only three things that you do. 20 mountain climbers, 10 air squats, 200 meter run. See as many rounds as you can, try and do as many rounds as you can for nine minutes. Um, if you, with these AMRAPs, when you try and um, score them, obviously for the ones that are for time, you just use for time. So that one that caused a lot of pain, I just put as my score 40 minutes and 34 seconds. But for those that are as many rounds as possible, you need to count them. And if you fall halfway into a, uh, a round, then you plus on the reps that you do. So let's just say for this 20 mountain climbers, 10 air squats, 200 meter run. Let's say I get through um, <clears throat> five rounds. If I get through five rounds of those and then there's 20 seconds left and I have to do a couple of mountain climbers and then do a couple of squats. Once that nine minutes is up, I count how many mountain climbers I did and how many air squats I did. And that adds on to my total tally. So my total tally will be five rounds. And then if I did my, if I completed my 20 air climb, uh, mountain climbers, then I would add 20. If I did three air squats um, before my nine minutes ran out, I'd add three. And so my mountain climbers plus my air squats would be 23 reps. So my time at the end would be five rounds and 23 plus 23 reps, I guess you could say. And so next time when you go to challenge yourself, you know exactly how many 
rounds you completed, but also how far into that last round that you got to. And then you can sort of challenge yourself next time, try and better yourself. And that's just part of the fun. Okay, so for some of you, this might be a new concept. You might not have thought about this before. And I just want to finish with six kind of final tips to make sure that, you know, you're not going awry. Um, Number one is just don't feel too intimidated. Don't feel if there's a bunch of new movements or something that you haven't done before, just pick one workout. Pick one simple workout if you wanted to. Do it at home. One that doesn't require a lot of equipment. None that doesn't require a lot of like technical uh, or technique involved. And just give it a go. See if you like it. Because if you do, then you can become a move into something a little bit more complicated, maybe something a little bit more um, difficult. And who knows, you might find a new love for doing these certain workouts. But don't feel intimidated. Just start small, start simple and sort of just build upon it from there. The second one I've written down is um, you can invent your own sort of workout with the equipment that you have available. These, you can go off certain templates, like some of these that I've described now. You can say, oh, let me take out some mountain climbers and let me put in push-ups, or let me, I've got a box that I, I haven't used before, so let me just take out air squats and let me do 10 um, <clears throat> jumps instead. Just feel free just to do that because if you repeat these the identical workouts, you're only just racing against yourself. And so these particular workouts can be modified if needed. The third one is if you're not familiar with these movements, if you haven't done box jumps before, plyo lunges, lateral skaters, what else did I mention? Um, dumbbell snatches, kettlebell swings. Um, if you haven't done these exercises before, you need to practice them beforehand and get used to doing them before you actually include them in a workout. Because if you haven't done plyo lunges before and then you have to do five rounds of them against the clock and you you really want to push yourself to get a good time, it's just putting you at risk of overloading yourself or just getting injured if it's poor technique. That's not what we want. We want to make sure that you're confident, comfortable with these certain exercises before you challenge yourself. Which takes me to my next point, my fourth point here. The first time you do one of these workouts... I suggest going at about 70% of your max effort. See how the body feels, see how the shoulders, the knees, the hips, the ankles feel afterwards. Make sure there's no soreness that's developing into an injury. And then next time do about 90% max effort and then do 100%. I know that one that kicked my butt, the one that took me 40 minutes. The first time I did it, well, I've only done it once, (laughs) but when I did it, I probably went at I guess 75% of my max and I was super sore afterwards. So I'm glad I didn't go for that 100% because I might have either developed an injury or um, suffered even more with significant, more significant DOMS afterwards. So if it's new, if it's foreign, if you're not too sure how you go, always good to start gradually. And once you have enough experience with it, once you've gone through a two or three rounds um, or tries, and the body's feeling good, then you can start going 100% and then trying to better yourself, which is the fifth one I have here. Just have fun. Record your PBs. If you like to challenge yourself or if you like to have a goal, which most runners do, um, record your, your, your best, record your PBs, and then just challenge yourself every two or three weeks. Um, see how you go just challenging yourself again. Only just needs to be one or two workouts that you repeat every now and then just to try and better yourself. Um, and also try it with different weights for a bit of variety because one exercise I like doing, um, which I didn't include in here because it's not necessarily 
running related is I like to do five chin-ups. Then I like to do 10 uh, push-ups and 15 air squats. Um, so five chin-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats on repeat as many times as you can for 30 minutes. And that is really challenging. Like I say, the, um, the chin-ups, the push-ups, not very much one for, for running. Um, that's why I didn't include it. But what I do here is I've now got a bit of a system where I'll do that body weight and then the next week or the next time I attempt it, I do it with five kilos with a five kilo weighted vest. Then the next time I do it, I do it with a 10 kilo weighted vest and um, all in all, it's like, it's like a different level of intensity every time. And then once I finish that, the next time I do it, I go back to body weight and see if I can better myself. Then I go back to the five, see if I can better myself and then go back to the 10 kilo vest, see if I can better myself. And all they're all subtly different workouts. They're all like a, um, they are all a workout in itself, but just at different intensities. And there's not one that's worse than the other or one that's harder than the other. They're all just like different, but it helps with variety. So that's something that I like to do and something you might want to try in your workouts if you're getting quite bored of them or just, yeah, looking for variety. So they are my five workouts um, that I recommend. And if you're just wanting to spice up your strength training, maybe this is something you're worth considering. If you do, if you haven't considered this before and decide to implement it and love it, let me know, reach out. Um, either on the Facebook group or on Instagram or email me. Um, I'd be happy. Uh, I'd love to hear what sort of uh, workouts you're enjoying and how you're bettering yourself. And like I say, like with the, the when it comes to the science, power plyometric stuff does aid running performance. So if that's a big enough motivator in itself, then um, maybe it's time to take some action. I know this was something a little bit different. hope you enjoyed. And as we sign off, remember, Every new insight brings you one step closer to your next running breakthrough. And that concludes another Run Smarter lesson. I hope you walk away from this episode feeling empowered and proud to be a Run Smarter scholar. Because when I think of runners like you who are listening, I think of runners who recognize the power of knowledge, who don't just learn but implement these lessons, who are done with repeating the same injury cycle over and over again, who want to take an educated, active role in their rehab, who are looking for evidence-based, long-term solutions and will not accept problematic quick fixes. And last but not least, who serve a cause bigger than themselves and pass on the right information to other runners who need it. I look forward to bringing you another episode and helping you on your Run Smarter path. <laughs>